the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It is the date day show, which means, let me see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's Thursday. That means Paul is live in studio with me. Hi, I'm Ron Arbaugh, pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering Bible questions, life questions today, any question at all. Paula looks really smart today, like extra smart. So any question at all. All you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585 if you're outside the local San Antonio area. You can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, it's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. You can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. So anything on your heart, Paula, welcome to the show. Oh, well, thank you very much, my dubious friend. We didn't want to get out of bed today because it was so dark. It was really dark. I went for a little bit of a walk. I was was like, okay, I'm going to get out here and do my walk. And I had to shorten it up because it got dark and I heard some thunder, and then when I saw some lightning, I walked a little faster, (laughs) because I'm smart today. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's why. See, there you go. I I knew to get home. Yeah. But yeah, it was crazy dark. It was like, wow, what are we going to do today? We might as well go on back to bed, because it's like dark night. (laughs) Yeah, we we keep crazy. saying the same thing. There's no summer this year. This is crazy. Last month, I think we had 17 or 18 days with rain in it in July. And August is supposed to be the hottest. We like hot weather. Yeah, because I'm working on my tan. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to get out there walking around and stuff, and it starts raining, so I have to come home. What's up with that? I just want regular summer back. I know. I know, baby. It's going to be okay. We have baptism this Sunday. Oh, that's right. And so, you know, if it rains, I remember one time we were out at the river, and it was raining, and you said, well, we're going to get wet anyway. And, okay. But when the lightning <laughs> when the lightning came, everybody's like, deuces passing around yeah. by. <laughs> that day was scary because <laughs> they had all these these cliffs going up, yeah. uh, the, the rocks and stuff. Straight and up. Lightning started bouncing off those cliffs. Mm-hmm. One of my elders came to me and said, Pastor Ron, Nobody's going to leave until you do, yeah. and it's not safe out yeah. here. So Please they, they kind of forced me. Going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so we left, yeah. but it was it was really dangerous. So we're hoping and praying for good weather yeah. um, for the baptism about three o'clock. Yeah. Um, if you are interested in being baptized and you're a born again believer, you can go to our website calvarysa.com and their directions to the home where we're doing the baptism this time. And we're going to have a blast. We're going to eat. Most of all, we're going to bring honor and glory to the Lord. So uh, I forgot about that. Just we got we're, our lives are so busy. I know, but I'm the I'm smart today. So that came to my mind. 
Because <laughs> you know sometimes when you'll say something, they'll say, um, let me get it right now, or I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> like yesterday I had to buy something that was empty, so I had to put the empty container in the car so it would remind me to go get it. So praise the Lord. That's how I can stay on top of things. But anyway, so I'm here. It's date day. It's been a fun day. Um, I already know what you're having for dinner. It's at home, so I'm like totally relaxed. Um, but yeah, so I want to talk about one more Monday for Sweet Summer Devotion. So those of you who haven't come out, you don't want to miss this next one. It's Yoli Vega. Yeah, I have no idea. Of course, I, I never know what the girls are going to talk about, but um, don't you feel like in particular this year has been like super hit your heart and, and really encouraging? Yeah, and, and there's been a common theme. And and the common theme is obedience pays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all, all of the ladies have had struggles with it, and ladies and girls, because mm-hmm. we had an 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. But, um, um, you know, just trying to get through life doing things our way, and it doesn't work out. And Jesus is always back to going, psst, psst, psst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. And and finally, when they, they surrender their heart to the Lord, it is an amazing thing how he just comes flooding in and um, you know, he doesn't hold this past against us. It's as far from us as east is from west. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Paula, uh, every year Sweet Summer Devotions is good. Mm-hmm. But this year it's been particularly uh, poignant um, because it's been about the rewards of, of obedience. And I've just been absolutely thrilled. You know, I I wish I could be a fly in the wall during the Q&A mm-hmm. sessions, but uh, it's, it's, it's just been fantastic. I'll bet uh, with Sarah's this week, the Q&A session was, was outstanding. Yeah, they've all been really outstanding. You know, we were talking about um, perspective. Her perspective was just so off. She saw her mom raised in a Christian home, saw her mom just, you know, continually serving her her, her dad, the other children, and it's like, mom, it's, mom's like a slave. You know, Christian women are like slaves. You know, they never sit down. They're always serving somebody else. Do they ever have time for themselves kind of thing? I try to get you to sit down all the time. I know. But, <laughs> it, it, you know, I'm thankful that I have you. I'm thankful that I have my home. I'm, I'm just thankful, and I love that you're a neat, clean guy, and I love that God's made me the right partner for you. Um, I, I just, I'm not good at sitting down either. <laughs> I got to be doing something, you know, even when I sit down. Um, now that we have that electric, you know, chair, the recliner, what's it called? It's a recliner. It's a recliner. Okay. But it's electric. And I'll sit down for a second, but I bet you my chair, if it could talk, would say, Hey, decide where you want to be. <laughs> yeah. You want the feet up or you want the feet down? You going to sit in here or are you going to, what are you going to do? Because I think that my battery, if it's a battery, it's going to run out before yours. <laughs> but, that's, you know, I love doing laundry. I love washing dishes by hand. I mean, I just, I like doing stuff. So I'm up and down. Anyway, so Sarah saw her mom, who may be a lot like a lot of ladies, um, just always maybe in the kitchen or clean the bathrooms or whatever. So she just saw Christian women, Christian mom, as she's just a slave, you know. And then her dad was uh, not around very much, but he's working, you know. And so, you know, we can we can get the wrong idea about who God is by, by thinking way more of ourselves. Like, what about me? Who's going to serve me? You know, why am I, why is she serving? Anyway, she just had the wrong perspective. And, and once she got that perspective change, which is a theme of Sweet Summer Devotion this year, is renew your mind. Once she saw that, and now looking back and looking at her parents today, she can see that they're equal, just different roles. They love each other. And they love the roles. They've they've submitted to God in their in their roles, in their calling. And it's a sweet thing, not a oppressive thing. No. 
if you even try to go wash a dish, I'm like, oh, I got that. <laughs> you know, I got that. Yeah, you, know. you just don't want to break anything. Well, that, and I just like washing dishes. Um, and no, once you get home from here, I just feel like, let me get that. So, I, I'm good. So anyway. Um, so. I, I love Sarah's presentation as well. I mean, the, the, the names of God she mm-hmm. used for the different seasons mm-hmm. in her life, starting out in high school. I, I just thought it was great. Yeah, you know, in pretty much in every one of the testimonies, not just this year, but ever, I don't know how many years we've been doing this, but almost every lady or girl will say, I know the Lord was always there. I wasn't listening to obey him, but he was always there. He would get me out of this situation or that situation, um, and I know he was always just like with Sarah, he was always right there. I just didn't want to trust him. I didn't want to listen. Um, I wanted to do things, as you were saying earlier, I wanted to do things my own way. But they all know, we all know that he's right there beside us. And his word tells us that's the case. Even when we're not a believer, he's right there, like you were saying earlier, beside us going, psst, psst, I have a much better plan for you. You can feel my presence, even though I'm not in you right yet. But you can feel, because he gives us a conscience, what's right and what's wrong. Um, even Sarah, was she was cute because she was saying um, God's word would convict her in her third stage. You know, God's word would convict her in certain areas, but then she would ignore him. That same said conviction in other areas of her life. And that's just how we are today. <laughs> I don't care how long you've been saved. We still have some some things that we want to hold on to. You can be Lord of this, but not this. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And so it was really cute. Yeah, she she started off with Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Like I'm saying, we all know he's there. If we, you know, please ask me in. Um, and she had, was a believer. And then she said, she got to stage two with the hormones are raging. We all know what that's all about. And Jehovah Sidkenu, the righteousness of God. And she said, man, if I had just read and obeyed, <laughs> a big difference, like you're saying, obedience nets rewards. Um, she says, Jesus was my Savior, but you must look dot, dot, dot. He was not her Lord. You know, Paul, there's a big disconnect in a lot of people between God loves me and I love him. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think we all know that God loves us. Mm-hmm. And he's demonstrated that. But we have to get to the place where we're honest and say, but I don't really love you because I don't want to do the things that you tell me I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Sarah and seems like all the ladies this year have gone through that, that period of time. Mm-hmm. She, you know, She said, our words and the things we do prove our commitment. Who are we serving? Are we serving Jesus or us? And way too many times, you know, or I sit in the front row and I'm looking at the girls or women and I'm, I'm proud as can be, you know. But at the same time, I'm writing the notes down and I'm listening to what, you know, listening to what they're saying, writing the notes down and, and then getting convicted the whole time. But that's how it should be. We're going to always continue to grow. And I, I've been ministering lately to a couple of girls slash young women who they've lost their trust in men. They've lost their trust in men. They they said, just like Sarah in her phase two, all men want is sex, you know, and the girls lose their confidence in men, and so they don't trust them, whether it's dad brother, cousins, acquaintances, um, now boyfriends, even when they get to be married. They don't trust men at all. And so um, that that takes some work. Some, sometimes that's discernment. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's, a, that's the best thing about our relationship with Jesus. He asks us only to trust one man. Yeah. And, we, you know, we've got our, our vision squarely on the things in front of us. And Jesus is always saying, look up, look up. I'm up here. Here I am. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And and he wants us to look above that and trust him yeah. 
to care for us. As long as we're we're watching out, protecting ourselves, God's unable to protect us mm-hmm. because we're kind of standing in the place of God. And um, all he wants is for all of us, men or women, he, he wants us to say, okay, I got this. Will you give me an opportunity to show you? And too many of us, we just won't give him that chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, at, at one of our new locations, I have this ministry now, you know, because I know what you do and who I am. Um, and so one of the young girls who's uh, now got a baby with this guy, she, um, she says, would you talk with him, you know, because she wants to be married. But evidently, he's not that interested. I mean, and I always tell the girls, why would, why would he be interested in getting married to you? You're already living together with him, and you're doing what you do when you're, you know. I said, baby, you don't know your value. And so get out of that situation. Anyway, she wants me to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> You're Mama Paula, even yeah, there. Huh? I'm Mama Paula, even there. Yeah. And I don't even know these people's last name, but people just, they'll start talking to me about these personal things. And, and you know, so he was there the other day. I'm like, well, you know, this is wrong. You know, you don't really love this girl. And, you need to fix this kind of thing. And I keep hearing the Lord say, don't, don't minister to him to fix them. Let them know how much they're loved. Because he doesn't realize his value either. Um, because you can kind of tell they, they are, have affection for one another. Not just in a lustful kind of way, but I think a lot of people don't know the right thing to do. And so the Lord says, uh, they'll still go to hell even if they get married if they're not saved. So, Mama Paula. Let's get the first things first. Priorities, you know girl. Yeah. Priorities. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So I have to. to see, can I stop you for a minute? Don't lose your train of thought. Okay. Because it's so important that we Christians are sensitive enough to hear the Holy Spirit say that to us. You've been doing this for 100 years. I mean, you've been walking with the Lord. Um, you, you minister effectively everywhere you go. And, and yet there are times when you get sidetracked a little bit. And Jesus needs to be able to say, hey. Uh-huh. Look mm-hmm. this way. Mm-hmm. Look this way. Yeah. And 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 praise the Lord. You were you you were able to discern that this is His voice, and giving you sort of a course correction, and because He knows those people, He knows their hearts, mm-hmm. um, He knows the issues and mm-hmm. and what's going to to appeal them. It's God's kindness that leads to repentance, mm-hmm. uh, Paul says. Um, so so I think that's really good. We we all of us need to stop thinking we know what to do and we know what to say. Yeah. This is wrong. This is wrong. Stop this. Stop this. Mm-hmm. Our message is such good news. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and sometimes all we're doing is spreading the don't do's instead of the get to do's. Yeah. And uh, I think that's really, that's really commendable. Yeah. That you were able to hear the voice of the Spirit. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know what else I heard? Take Pastor Ron in next time. So <laughs> 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 you should be talking to that guy. And so just when next time we go, if I say, come on, babe, I need you to, you know, because you're the... You're the nicer one, so you could talk to him in, <laughs> in a very gentle, manly kind of way. And so, um, yeah, so. I would, don't receive that. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you are too funny. I love you. Um, but you know what she did say in, 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 in seriousness, um, though she would have uh, God's word convict her and she would ignore, she went on to say that. Um, the Lord was starting to put her in uncomfortable situations. They were with kids. She was uncomfortable around kids, um, but the Lord's been really working on her, and he was saying, letting her know that most adults are struggling because of things that happen to them as children. And isn't that true? Mm-hmm. We have people who just, they can't seem to get over um, things that happen to them um, in their in their past um, until they, I guess, forgive themselves, forgive the other people or whatever. But um, that is, that is a case that for, for truth right there. You know, I I just think Jesus the whole time had a smile on his face in the background saying, okay, just let's get past this. Let's get past this. Let's get past this. Okay. But but now you're ready to be a teacher. Sarah's a teacher at our school. Yeah. 
and and she loves it. She loves She's it. She's gifted to do it. Mm-hmm. She absolutely loves it. And and she can look back and she can say, this was just Jesus, mm-hmm. because there's no way I ever would have thought about doing this thing, yeah. and yet uh, now it's it's the delight of her life. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, and then she was saying in her stage four, God, Kana, um, the jealous God, um, was constantly watching, and he knew ahead of time that some discipline was going to have to come because uh, <laughs> Sarah was, though, you know, we do this, we, we're professing Christ, but we're living anything but. So promiscuity, drunkenness, and all the rest was a definition of her life at that time. And her dad, who loved her, says, it's time for you to go. And you're ba- I think he, she, she said uh, that he told her that you're a bad influence on your little sister, so yeah. now you, you, you gotta, have to go find your own place to live. you got to go find your own. And she said he didn't do it in a, in a mad, mean way, just very loving. And she had, for, um, she had told me before, you know, how we pray for people before they go and teach. She said... Um, I said, do you need any Kleenex or anything? She goes, oh, no, I, I won't be crying. <laughs> I was like, yes, you will. And so she she caught herself several times crying um, while she's doing her testimony uh, because I, I think she realized the hardest hardness of heart that she had had at one time and um, really sorry. She was Her testimony was one that... Um, a lot of people that she hurt in her past, she doesn't know how to get a hold of. Yeah. And and this will be how to... People that she misrepresented the Lord to, all yeah. the while a vocal professing yes. Christian, you know, yes. outwardly. Uh, we're inside about five minutes now before uh, this first half of the program is over, so keep your train of thought, Paula. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for you in the audience, we'd love your live calls and questions, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-5757. Um, you know, Paula, one of the things, and, and we've talked about this on the program uh, from a different direction before, but I think this is really important coming from the child whose dad said that's enough. You know, real love is tough love. We're studying First Corinthians 13 now, yes. and um, real love is is tough. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to tell people this is what you want to do. These are the choices you've made. These are adult choices. So now you've got to live through adult consequences. Yeah. And in our culture, apologists, too many parents are unwilling to do that. And the kids learn to push the buttons and manipulate moms and dads. And, and um, you know, if, if parents, as parents, we really love the kids, we have to make them... Accountable? Well, deal only with Jesus. I mean, at some point, you know, as long as they can depend on us, they're never going to go back to that thing that they were taught when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're, we parents are often getting in the way. And if I've ever been accused of being unloving, it's it's over this issue. Sure. Well, but this my mijo or my mija, mm-hmm. how how can I do that? I said, mijo, mija, I don't care. Yeah. This is an adult child who's making horrible decisions. And as long as you keep rescuing, yeah. that child is going to go to hell. Yeah. And do we really love them as demonstrated by our desire for them to go to heaven and be with Jesus? Or, or do we really think that we can control things and somehow we're going to obligate them to doing the right thing? Yeah. And then, as you said regarding Sarah, even if you're making the right choices, apart from Christ, you're not going to heaven. Yeah. And, and I think we lose sight of what's really important, um, and it's all born out of our desire to protect our child. And I think we've got to get to the place where we realize that we can't protect our children. Only Jesus can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think sometimes we're right in his way. I think a lot of parents are going to stand before the Lord and he's going to say, you know, I tried to knock on the door of your daughter's heart or your son's heart mm-hmm. and you wouldn't let me get to her yeah. or to him. Yeah. That one that one lady, well, we've had it several times, but I'm, I'm talking about someone who doesn't go to our church. Um, but many years ago... Um, she told her daughter, look, while I'm at work, you can't be having him in here, you know. And so while she was at work, the daughter had him in there, and now she's pregnant, you know. And uh, so the girl says, well, you know, she's threatening, threatening mom now. Well, if you kick me out now, 
which she should have kicked her out before. Um, if you kick me out now, me and the baby kind of a thing are going to struggle, and you're never going to see your grandchild again. All those threatenings, well, she she left, let them stay there. And all the bad things that the mom didn't want to happen happened anyway. Yeah, and, and that's the manipulation I'm talking about. You know, yeah. these kids learn how to move mom's heart or dad's heart and and um um they're they're just they become master manipulators yeah. and at some point like Jacob in Genesis you get to the point where he meets somebody that can outsmart him and he's got no one to turn to but God and Jacob had to wrestle with with Jesus <laughs> and and we're preventing our children from having to wrestle with Jesus and I think it's a tragedy yeah and the kids as they grow up they completely lose respect for their parents, and right now, and for themselves, and eventually. for themselves, yeah, and for Sarah, that was reversed. She had been disrespecting them because she had the wrong perspective, but when they stood firm for the God and the discipline that they had set out, because that's what she didn't like. Now things are better. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left on the Date Day Show, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the program 340-9585 for your live calls and questions paula we have a caller on the line who told you he was going to call you yesterday i heard so this is jeff from san antonio Uh jeff thanks for calling you're on the air Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, you know, I cannot do that Monday through Wednesday or Friday. I can only <laughs> do that on Thursday. But, okay. But, all right. Hey, hey, hey. So That's if, a, if, what's the name? If I had a donut, no, make that a pancake. No, even better, if I had a hot fudge sundae or a gluten-free pecan pie for every tear that I've shed, since I started listening to these sweet summer devotionals, we'd have enough dessert for everyone on Sunday at the Baptist. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but I just just overwhelmed. And, you know, last night was no exception. And, you know, she referred to, well, there were a lot of things I wrote down. Like, I'd never heard the Eve stage before. I'm in that Eve stage where I don't, I, I don't see others getting hurt by doing this. So what's, what's the big deal? But mm-hmm. the thing, thing that really got me was the messages that she said, well, you know, when I went off to school and she was, I, oh, and I loved how she divided everything into phases and had a name, God's name for each mm-hmm. one of those phases. Mm-hmm. But the messages that she got in college, uh, you know, that what what's sin for one is not going to be sin for another. And, and, mm-hmm. and the thing she said was my relationship with God was, really personal so if my beliefs offend others i wouldn't share anything mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. really what pastor ron was saying last night too in the daniel study he said it too he said uh, don't rock the boat you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's that's some place where us christians get into we we don't want to offend anybody because we know we're going to offend somebody mm-hmm. you know and, and so i'm not going to share because mm, and pastor ron you were saying well aren't you going to you know they're taking they're taking the name of the Jesus you love in vain. They're uh, are, are you participating in all that? So anyway, I'm I'm stopping right there. Hey hey hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jeff. Uh, one of the things that I, I I try to convince our parents all the time that that they're sending their children to the University of Sodom and Gomorrah. It doesn't matter which university it is, and and they're going to do try to do to your children what was done to Daniel in Babylon. You know, they tried to take away his name, or they didn't try. They took away his name. They took away his culture. They tried to take away his commitment to his God. In his case, they took away his manhood. He became a eunuch. 
And um, these are just teenage boys, and all of a sudden, everything that's been important to them their whole lives is stripped away, and they're in this horrible, horrible place. Um, and and um, verse 8 says, but Daniel resolved. Mm-hmm. I love that word. And um, the challenge that I wanted to issue to the parents last night was, was are you certain that your kids are resolved to stay close to Jesus because when they get to university, they're going to, they're going to brainwash them and there's no other word for it. They're being brainwashed in public education. And uh, we've got to, we've got to be sure as parents that our children are standing in that place where they will not defile themselves in Daniel's case with the King's food, but it's so much more than just the King's food. It's just a lifestyle. And that's exactly um, I mean, nothing has changed. The devil doesn't change the way he works. What he did 5,000 years ago, uh, he's still doing right now. And I just don't think that we recognize that. So I think it's really important. Yeah, it's kind of one of those, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, or and or what you say too, is going with the flow. Well, going with the flow is going to flow yeah. you right into hell. The it, on that on that trip, the road is narrow um, with the Lord, and those who find it, we're in good shape. But the the the, the wide road to destruction is wide. Yeah, and, and many and find that. Paula, for you and for Jeff, the thing that that frustrates me about this is parents are far more concerned about their grades than they are about their behavior or their relationship to Jesus Christ when they go to college. We'll we'll talk to them about their grades. you got to study. Why aren't you doing this? We'll get reports from the college about how they're doing. But they won't be concerned about their child's walk with Jesus because it's one of those way in Rome things. And, and um, you know, there's, there's no resistance going with the flow. And there's going to be resistance. Daniel risked his life over and over and over. And he was, what, 14-ish years old. Uh, when he was taken into Babylon, and he would spend the rest of his life there. But his entire life was characterized by going against the flow. And he did it by the power of God because he loved God. It wasn't, well, I can't have fun like all the other people. He did it because he loved God. And Jesus said, and Sarah mentioned this also, if you love me, you will obey me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, you know, in that... Thank you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, the lies that were told to her, you know, uh, the lies of you, you got to be rich and rich, of course, is successful and happy. And, you know, you you got to try sex. If we're to be compatible, you got to try that out first kind of thing. These are just some of the lies. And God knows, I, I, you know, I'm supposed to be happy. And that's just a few of the ones she mentioned. Um, but that's not true. And, you know, so you're, we always talk about the parents training up their children, but, you know, a lot of the parents need to be trained because they've set that example at the house, too. If things get too hard, you know, we um, compromise. Yeah, and compromise equals no resolve. Yeah. In Daniel's case, but Daniel resolved. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but, you know, there was, he was raised in a home that loved God and honored him. And I think we parents, we don't want the responsibility. So we just kind of, well, my, my dad said to me thousands of times, do as I say, Ronnie, not as I do. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, that doesn't work in this day and age. And Christian parents in particular are always under a microscope. And we've got to recognize that we're being watched. Our, our faith, if it's real, can stand that kind of scrutiny and, in fact, thrives under that kind of scrutiny. And the result is that your kids, as they grow up, they know mom and dad's Jesus is real, that he's good, um, that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. Mm-hmm. And um, when it comes time to go to college or a job or someplace and they're making that, that or the military, you know, uh, Yoli's going to be interesting this coming Monday. Yeah. She's a Marine. Mm-hmm. And uh, retired now. I think she's doing civilian work, but she's she's a retired Marine. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, you know, there's times you go out in the world and you've got choices to make. And if you love Jesus, you're going to make his choices. If you don't love him, if you love you more, you're going to make your choices. And the consequences are always severe when when that happens. Yeah. Um, she was saying, 
that uh, listening to Jesus, you know, okay, I'll submit to you is what we do in in all our relationships. I'll submit to you in this area, but not in this. And so even as parents, you know, I remember Ronnie and Terry, the school would say, we have rules. You can't wear this and you can wear that. And why the kids would come home, especially Ronnie, and say, that's a dumb rule. That's a dumb rule, Mom, thinking I was going to go side with him. Unfortunately, they learned that from me. <laughs> that's a dumb rule, Mom. I said, dumb or not, this is what you're going to do. They don't want you to wear shirts that advertise, then we're not going to buy shirts that advertise. And don't be thinking you're going to get away with stuff. Because um, Mom always finds out. And sure enough, I would always find out. But if I was to compromise and say, you know, that is a dumb rule, and go with the flow of my kid, what kind of example am I setting? I'm, I'm raising a person who's not going to be a good citizen because in all of life there are some rules. You get a job, they have rules. Like if you go work for Chick-fil-A when we had Chris over there or you work at Chick-fil-A where David Jones works, they got guidelines. And you have to meet those guidelines or you get fired. And so I was trying to tell Ronnie, you're going to have some rules, buddy, and I'm going to help you here at the house so you'll be prepared to follow some rules when you get out there. But if you choose not to, that's going to be on you. Yeah. Ronnie Ron, Ron <laughs> used to say, well, I just need to find a job like as a bank president so yeah. I get to make the rules. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not the way real life works, but that was, <laughs> that was just kind of... That poor baby. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he. But again, he, he he's someone who looks just like you and acts just like me. Yeah. And then we've got Terry who looks like me and acts like you, which is better on the acts like part. Except that Terry is not saved. Yeah, well. Because he thinks he's. A nice kid. I mean, he is. He's a really nice man. Yeah, he thinks a he's. A good man, mm-hmm. a conscientious man, yeah. a caring man. Yeah. But he needs Jesus. He needs Jesus. That's what the Lord was telling me to those people in my other ministry. They're very nice people, but they're going to go to hell if you don't (laughs) tell them about Jesus, Paula. So anyway, so, you know, Sarah, uh, she she talked about uh, suffering panic attacks. And that was postpartum stuff. But she had panic attacks, and you're going to have panic attacks. Not everybody has panic attacks because they're disobedient to the Lord. But in Sarah's case... She had been fighting against the Lord's will for a very long time. Um, even as Christian, dating another Christian man, supposedly, they move in together and they're doing, you know, I mean, she's now in, this is phase five. <laughs> and we think we are hiding from God. You know, gossip had, had been... You know, the arrogance, though, that, that, that demonstrates, and I'm not talking about Sarah here. Yeah, all I, of us. I love her with all of her. Just oh, all yeah, of for it. sure. But, but the, the arrogance that demonstrates is that we think we can justify doing what we want to do, and we get so proud in that that, that we, don't, we, we don't think we have to hide from God. Well, look, this is a decision I've made, or this is, this is something I need to do. And and God is saying it'll never work. And, the, never and the, work, the beauty baby. of Sarah's devotion the other night was was that she gets around to the place where, guess what? I'm finally being obedient to the Lord. And, and life is just wonderful. My marriage is great. I love that she called her, her husband um, a metalhead before he got saved mm-hmm. and then a hunk after <laughs> yeah. something something along those lines. I might have the word wrong. But um, she loves her husband. She loves her kids. She loves the job that she has, and life is just rich now. Mm-hmm. And who who figured? Yeah, you know, just be obedient. What did yeah. God say to Cain? If you do what is right, will it not, not go, go well, well with, with you? you? Yeah, and that's never changed. Yeah. And so the the encouragement from all of these devotions is exactly that. Once I was going this way. And God just picked me up, and I said, I surrender. Because it takes, sometimes it takes a long time to surrender. But now God is, is able to bless, you know. And she says she's really still looking forward to the continual 
refining power, the sanctifying power, because she said, you know, in the Q&A, there's still times, there's still struggles. It's like everybody's, you know, I, I usually say, how many of you are still in the refining process? And they would all raise their hands. So we're all in the refining process. But the encouragement is we can stop trying to hide from God, surrender to him, and allow him to work in our lives. And he has a much better plan for us than than we have for ourselves. But we can all turn around. That's the coolest thing, too, about it being online. Because a lot of people can look at... I like at, when you say that's the coolest thing. Oh, really? Yeah, you say that a lot. I like that. It's very cute. Oh, thanks. So, um, cute and smart today. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> the coolest thing is it's it's recorded. So if even if you're not here in, in person or you don't watch it um, online yesterday or Monday, you can go back and you can send it out to other people who may um, need some encouragement, you know, because somebody will say, because I got saved seven times. <laughs> Sarah's talking about seven stages of Ex- her life. Explain that. You, mm-hmm. you thought you needed to be saved seven times. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, because in all of her stages, though she's professing Christ, she's living like she wasn't. And so that's what, you know, I, I got saved seven times because I would keep doing the same old dumb stuff or even worse in some of those stages. And it was like, well, my my salvation thing, it didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to go to the altar again, you know. I'm still sinning. You know, Paula, you mentioned... Um, because it's on 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 our website, uh-huh. um, we have it saved for posterity. Really, yeah. um, many many times over the years, when we've had somebody do a devotion in a men's retreat or a woman's retreat or a sweet summer devotion, and and after that at some point they fell away from the Lord and started doing things, uh, I've sent them. Yeah, I know their old recordings yeah. and said, you know, I just got, had a word from this guy or from this girl. And boy, it really resonated with me. Maybe listen to it, and when they they open it up, it's them, mm-hmm. and they 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 can look back at a time when life was really sweet, not the agony, not the pain, not the tension or the distress of of the life in rebellion against God, and uh, almost never do the people listen to it. Mm-hmm. And, it's so convicting. Well, you know, yeah. they won't listen to me. They won't listen to you. So we. Hope maybe they'll listen to themselves, and um, over the years I've done that several times, and just I want people to remember when things were good, yeah, because when things were good, it was always around Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Anything else on your heart today? Mm. Well, don't miss one more Monday night with Yoli Vega. I have, again, I have no idea what she's going to talk about, um, but I'm excited as as successful as these devotions have been this year and the theme of obeying basically nets rewards. Obedience pays off. Um, I don't want anybody to miss. And and I don't miss them. When we go on vacation, we just don't have devotions until we get back. (laughs) 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 Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm so thankful to the Lord that he allows us to do this. And thank you, Ron, for... um, agreeing with God to let us have these. <laughs> um, because I really do think, let's like with Jeff, there's a, a, there's a whole lot of other men who listen to these devotions. Um, sometimes they realize how jerky they've been. You well, know? all the ladies, of course, um, they're going to share their life. And so their husbands or their parents are warned about that. And their children. And their children, yeah. yeah. Siblings. People that they've, um, if they can get a hold of them, I always tell them, you need to tell the people that this is going to be out. You know, you can't use names if they don't know. Um, But uh, some of those situations come back. In fact, we've had, well, the ones who have fallen away, yeah. But we've had some of these devotions um, because they're they're online for I don't know how long. um, But after years, somebody from their family or you know, in their past, just happens on to one of the devotions, and it's like, oh man, and there's there's restoration 
in families, there's there's forgiveness that takes place. It's just a, a really cool thing. So thank you cool. again for letting us do those. So Monday night with Yoli Vega, that's mm-hmm. the last one mm-hmm. for this year. Yeah. Um, can I change gears on you for a moment? Yeah. Okay. We've got we've only got a little bit of time left. Um, I've been getting questions uh, for the last two weeks for for, for me directed at me. Uh, what's the hardest part about being a pastor? What's the best part about being a pastor? What's the hardest part about being a pastor's wife? What's the best part about being a pastor's wife? Um, the hardest part about being a pastor's wife is, for me, I don't know everybody. You know, even being on the on the stage worship team, I look out and there's so many people that I do not know. And there's a lot of people that I know of their faces but I don't know them because um, they're not that involved. Um, and then that's the hardest. And then the the best part is I know so many people, <laughs> you know, and and uh, they're a part of our lives, and 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 they've let us be a part of theirs. That's the best part. This is the Lord said He'll set the lonely in families, and so we have a lot of. The lost, hurting, hungry, broken, needy, confused, you know, all those people are here. And it's like, I was kind of halfway crying today. Like, Lord, thank you so much for, you know, entrusting these numbers of people to us, even the angry ones. And so the worst part is I don't get to know them all. And the best part is I do know a lot of people. And I I look forward to being at church um, Monday night, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday prayer. Saturday, pastor discipleship class, Sunday, all three services. I wouldn't miss any of them. So, so if I said to you, Paul, you don't have to go to all the services. I mean, you know, you're 70 now. <laughs> <laughs> you're just jealous. Yeah. I'm still in my 60s. You're in another whole decade. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, but but you, you'd still do what you want to do. Oh, I'd be here. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might say that, and you know what I would say. I know. Just like that. I know. I don't have to go, but get in the car. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going. I, I wouldn't want to miss. Yeah, I love uh, I love my life. Life with Jesus is rich. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the encouragement of once I was going the wrong way, and now I'm going the right way, and I want you to come with me. You know, let's grow together. Let's Let's throw off the shackles. Let's put down our sin. Let's just look up and look up beyond who we think we are in the flesh and who we still can be at times and let's let's repent of those things and catch up to Jesus and and, and keep walking and let's invite a whole lot of other people to come with us. Yeah. You know, Paula, we're about four minutes out and uh, one of the things that I, I I I hope before Jesus comes or before he's done with me, I want to be able to convince people um, as Christians, um, to stop having expectations that their flesh is getting better. Oh yeah, you know our flesh is ugly. It stinks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you're a pastor, you've been safe a year or fifty years. Flesh really stinks, mm-hmm. and um, you know we don't we don't we beat ourselves up when we sin. We beat ourselves up when we fail to meet our expectations, and God is never shocked by those things. And uh, I think we've got to get to the point where we realize that in the spirit, I'm going to reap from the spirit. In the flesh, I'm going to reap from the flesh, and it's going to be bad. It's going to be ugly, and that's just something that we got to we got to we got to communicate to people. They still believe, well, I can do better. I need to do better. I have to do better. And in our flesh, we can't do Mm-mm. better because in our flesh is no good thing. Yeah, you used to make me so irritated because you would you know might do something and then you would just say to the Lord, I'm sorry, or to the person, me, I'm sorry, and then you'd be fine. Me, I'm like, I want a pound of flesh. (laughs) You should be saying you're sorry a lot better, a lot longer for like at least a week, (laughs) you know, kind of a thing. And and I've learned that, no, we mess up, and we just ask the Lord to forgive us. We mean it, and uh, go on. Full of the joy of the Lord, saying, "Woo! Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my past, present, and my future sins." So, let me not beat myself up any longer. Let me just hang out with you, because when I sit and feel, oh man, Paula, you are such a wretch, man, man, man. You know, kind of a thing. Jesus, is like, uh, 
I've already, I'm in the next block already, Paula. You need to get up and let's, <laughs> let's go, let's go. What are you looking forward to to baptism on Sunday? Food. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to those who are, are resolving to die to their flesh because as, as they're put under the water, like you say, it's, it's a burial. So they're burying the old person, the old sinful person, um, and they're coming out new in Christ. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to, yeah. You know, we're in a, we're in a unique privilege, a position of privilege, uh, Paula, where we know a lot of the stories. Yep. So we know the old people that we're burying, mm-hmm. and we know uh, the work that God has done when they come up out of the water in the newness of the resurrected life. And we know that now there's a path, a solid path, where where they can't get lost, mm-hmm. where 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 everywhere they turn they're going to bump into Jesus, and and that is such an exciting place for us as a pastor and pastor's wife to be. Uh, just just uh, you used the phrase earlier, God trusts us with people mm-hmm. who are hurting. Uh, that's still my favorite part. Yeah. Of being a pastor, it's like God says, "Look, let me go get the really, really messed up ones, and I'm going to fix them before your very eyes." Yeah. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah. Well, Paul, now we're inside one minute. What do you want to share before we sign off? The other thing I really love is how the numbers of people who do actually do call me Mama Paula, and they really feel like I'm their mom. You know, like they can trust me with things that they might be hiding from other people, um, and so I really do like that. Not that I need to know all their stuff, but that they entrust me with it. And there's a whole bunch of times, Pastor Ron, when you don't even know some of the things that they share with me. Like, I don't know a whole lot of the stuff that people share with you. And that's that's a good mom and dad. Thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Calvary.